Chris Wendelkin, and this is On the Line, the NBA podcast where we talk all things hoops. We do some NBA deep dives, drafts, news, and notes from around the league. We're talking NBA lottery, baby. Thanks for tuning in. If you're new to the show, you can tweet at me at onthelinepod. underscore pod. Find me on Instagram. Check out previous episodes on our website, onthelinepodcast.com. You can hop into a deep dive, a draft. It's all up there. Last, if you could rate, review, subscribe to the show and Stitcher, iTunes, Spotify, wherever you get podcasts, I greatly appreciate it. All right, coming up, we are talking with my co-host for the NBA playoffs, Ben Craw. Ben uh, is a diehard, diehard Knicks fan. Uh, we are talking about the NBA lottery, which just transpired. And uh, man, this was a hell of an episode. Um, what a f- <laughs> what a freaking turn of events! The New Orleans Pelicans. The New Orleans Pelicans have landed the number one overall pick in the draft. The rights to Zion Williamson, uh, followed by the Memphis Grizzlies, the New York Knicks, the Lakers jumping all the way up to the number four pick, and then the Cavs, Suns, Bulls, Hawks, Wizards. And finally, the Hawks again at number 10. Just a crazy turn of events. Uh, very excited to share this episode with you guys. I hope you enjoy it. Here it is, the uh, conversation on the lottery with the one, the only, Ben Craw. All right, Ben Craw, my co-host for the NBA 2019 NBA playoffs is on the line. The NBA draft lottery has just concluded. Um, ben? How are you? What are you drinking? How are you feeling? How, talk to me about your day. Talk to me about your your whole your whole situation. I started drinking some white wine around six thirty p.m. Yeah. tonight, um, which I was milking. Uh, you know, didn't want to go uh, go too hard. Sure. Uh, I know from past experience that it's never wise to. Um, to you know, self-medicate uh, in in intense situations such as these yeah. uh, too heavily. Um, since the results of the draft lottery, I have switched to a concoction of uh, rum and like some kind of uh, vermouth or something that I found in my refrigerator. Um, my goodness! And uh, but but you know, still still tempering it with a little uh, club soda. Uh, but yeah, uh, I would say that, um, my nerves are a little frayed, um, little, uh, yeah. Wow. Okay. That that was how, what what about you? I I, I apologize. uh, Tell me, tell me what you're, I mean, what I'm feeling, how I'm doing. Um, yeah. I mean, how you, mm -hmm. you know, you, you told me, um, uh, right before the drafts or sorry, the lottery started, uh, you made the choice to go off your phone, yes. which I which I really respected. Yes. Um, so <laughs> I'll send you a photo of this later. I put my phone on uh, do, <laughs> do not disturb mode. And, and how many how many texts did you have when you picked it back up? Uh, oh god, we, 60, 60 <laughs> plus whatever it was. Yeah. And by the way, plus. that was over the course. Yeah, it was over the course of I don't know twenty five minutes, whatever. Yeah. Um, but but what's interesting, which it, what's interesting about do not disturb mode when you have like NBA psycho friends is there's a, always a point at which like it overrides do not disturb mode. So it's like guess what you're getting disturbed. Oh uh, seriously, is there like an emergency mode where if you if you like hit like a certain like text per second threshold, yeah, it actually it is, just like overrides it, is, I've, I've it like overrides cracked, your desire. Yeah, I've cracked that like point threshold like several times. <laughs> Jesus throughout the Christ. 
Christ. NBA season. So at this you're getting point, like you're getting like Amber alerts on your phone yes. because you got like too many texts. Yes, yes. So at this My point, God. I've learned. When there's a major NBA moment like this, I actually yeah. literally just like throw my phone like either in a closet or <laughs> in this case, I put it on, you know, on vibrate, do not disturb. And then I put the phone like under the pillow in my bed over several Yeah, you got to muffle that thing. So I just, yeah. like, I don't want to hear it buzz. I don't want to hear it ring because sometimes then these things like... You know, like when you can hear st- certain messages like while you're watching in a live a live event, you like... I know that means something's right about to happen. Like maybe yeah. I'm on like a two second delay. I don't want, right. I, I just want to watch this purely, just like purely yeah. without interruption. No, I did the exact same thing. I, I, I didn't know I would do it, but about like, you know, 10 or like five minutes before things actually kicked off, I just uh, hit the, hit the silence button. I turned my vibrate off completely. Yep. Cause you know, sometimes I have it vibrate still on silent. Yeah. Uh, had, had to turn the vibrate off, had to, you know, put the, I literally had to turn the, the phone face down so yes. I couldn't see anything or hear yes. anything. Yes. Um, and just so I could just experience the moment fully. And my God, those were some, some lonely minutes. Um, Man, what a that, fascinating, I mean, that, what, 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 what a fascinating, wow. um, draft. I mean, we'll, we'll get into like crazy. Why. Yeah. Completely yeah. fucking ass backwards upside down yes insane before we get into breaking down any of like who's going where any of that too much just give me your like what are you feeling right now like obviously you're a nick i'm feeling i'm feeling fucking i'm feeling fucking gutted Um, gutted. yeah i do okay i mean i can't sugarcoat it um i feel like i was tempering i was literally like all year all month Mm -hmm. all week all day all past hour i've been like actively consciously deliberately trying to temper yeah. my expectations yeah. obviously you know after a certain amount of suffering um that you have experienced as a fan you know you you go into i forget what the psychological terminology is um it's not stockholm syndrome but it's something like that where you're like you you're, you you know you're just um naturally inclined to expect more suffering. Yes. Um, so that's where I was at. Um, but I was still feeling positive. I was still feeling, you know, happy about, you know, trying, trying again, very, uh, co- like making the conscious choice to just be like positive and happy. Um, and I was feeling like good. I was like kind of staying on that trajectory until the fucking draft actually started <laughs> and all this insanity yeah. fucking began uh, when, you know, the Atlanta Hawks, uh, you know, who were one of the three teams with the, no, sorry, the Atlanta Hawks had, were like, had like the fifth best odds. Yeah. Um, and they, and they suddenly dropped at, at pick eight. The eighth pick will be made by the Atlanta Hawks. That means that New Orleans has moved up. We have chaos here, people. <laughs> Absolute chaos. Uh, and then the Bulls, who had the fourth yep. best odds, picked or uh, uh, dropped at pick seven. The seventh pick belongs to the Chicago Bulls. Wow! And then the Phoenix Sun, and it was like down pick the line, six. and all of a sudden it was like, then oh, the Cavs, all of who were supposed to, be and then the, the Cavs pick, all of a sudden are off. At, we're at number five. At five, and the fifth pick will be made by the Cleveland Cavaliers. So the wow. Cleveland Cavaliers have been hoping. For their fourth number one pick in nine years, they won't be getting there. But it does mean that the New York Knicks 
Patrick Ewan, you're moving on to the next round. And then, of course, yep. they cut to commercial. Yep. So and all of this work like that we've... goddamn Lakers are on the board, and you're like, are we really going to lose Zion Williamson to the fucking Lakers? The Lakers the dirty, who had... Dirty Lakers? Who had a 2% chance. Their yes. odds were 2% at the number one pick uh, in this lottery. Insane. 2%. Uh, and the other teams we were, we were uh, still in contention with were the Memphis Grizzlies and the New Orleans Pelicans, yes. who each had a 6% chance wow. at the number one pick. Uh, I mean, I guess, you know, like 14% is not that high, but it's still a lot fucking higher than six or two. So that entire commercial break, which I feel like was three times as long as a normal fucking commercial break, uh, you're just sitting there and you're like, oh, my God oh my God, wait, yep. no, like this isn't actually going to happen. Is it like, n- like, and, and suddenly like uh, out of like, you know, just completely like out of body, out of control, uh, emotions started taking, you know, taking over me. And I was like, fuck, no, this is like what we've been working to, to, to like keep <laughs> under wraps here to make, you know, like we've to, worked to so be, hard for this. Yeah. we've worked so hard for this not to like in a way not to happen yeah. for me not to freak out and yeah. get my hopes up. And yet, due and to here we the are. insane fucking uh, results of this draft, I, I just couldn't, I, you know, I lost control. And I was like, oh, my God, this could actually happen. Like, what am I, am I actually experiencing this? And then, of course, I mean. <sighs> the third pick goes to the New York Knicks. <laughs> All right, so I'm feeling really sad uh i I wanted the number one pick really bad um and getting that close to it made it actually you know made me almost experience the 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 feeling of like what it would be like um way more than you know i ever thought i would in a way yeah but then so it on the uh flip side you know i'm trying my best to to look at the positives uh one positive is that you know they they got the 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 pain over with relatively quickly like we got 3 um we didn't get 2 2 in some ways would, two have, would been, have been excruciating 2 would have been maybe even rougher um and i mean i say that as someone who's not super invested um uh as to like you know who we get uh, other than zion yeah. um you know uh, the other names out there uh, you know, I think that uh, it's kind of a crapshoot. I think that John Morant and R.J. Barrett and um, Cam Reddish and whoever else is up there are could all be really good players. So I'm happy that we didn't, like, you know, slip to, like, fucking, like, eight, like the Atlanta Hawks um, or even, like, five, like the Cavs. Um, so three's okay. You know, it's it's not bad. Um, uh, I mean, it's not... It is bad. It's not number one. <laughs> like... You know, who the fuck are we kidding? Uh, It's not number one. God damn it. Zion is just, I don't know how good he's going to be, but I, like, he's just, he's Mm -hmm. like everything that I just love to watch. I don't care if he's ever, ever even an all-star. I just love his, his dunks and his blocks and his body and his face and his hair and like everything about him is just awesome. And you know what? We're still going to have him in our lives. Um, That's right. All right. I feel like I've been rambling wildly. Great. Let me, let me let you talk. Um, How are you? How did you react in the moment? How did you react in the buildup? Right. Um, Okay. So I will say, um, 
I just couldn't believe all of the teams that were hopping up the board, that were climbing up the board. So yeah. when, like, when they called the Hawks at number eight, well, no, honestly, even before that, when they called the Wizards at number nine. The ninth pick goes to the Washington Ooh. Wizards. I was mm. like, that's a little early for those guys. They should be doing slightly better than this. And then they called the Hawks. Right, the Wizards, the Wizards who had the sixth best odds. Right, um, and, and they went number nine. I was like, okay. And then it, and then it was Atlanta at number eight. And yeah. I was like, wait, and it, Atlanta, and Atlanta was supposed eight, to be number five. I, I had them pegged at like four or five in my head, not number yeah, eight. Yeah, they, they, were, they were five in the odds. And then, and then the Bulls went at number seven, and I immediately thought, oh, poor Matt Hobby. The seventh pick belongs to the Chicago Bulls. Wow. <laughs> Poor Matt Hobby. Like, I know. That Shouts was one to of Matt teams. Hobby. That honestly, the Bulls were my dark horse. Like I could see the Bulls landing Zion. You know what I mean? Mm. Like, like in the mm-hmm. back of my head, that was kind of like my sleeper. Like I can't explain why. I just feel like he could wind up with the Chicago Bulls and like reboot the whole franchise. So when mm-hmm. they went seven, immediately I was like, oh, that sucks for Matt. Um, and then Phoenix at number six, that's when I was like, shit, something's going wrong. Yeah. Like, that's when shit went like upside down completely. I was like, where it was just like, wait, Phoenix, six. Chicago, I thought they were Atlanta, like basically like, guaranteed to have a top five Phoenix. Yeah. I was like Phoenix, Chicago, Atlanta. This was not supposed to be going down like this. This is, this is bad. This actually now makes me a little nervous. I think yeah. Cleveland at number five, and you saw Dan Gilbert's kid at the podium with that long face, and you're like, oh, Yeah, he shit. actually shook his head. Yeah, which was, was like, oh, my God. Rare. Everyone knows what's happening right now is really bad. Yeah. And then, of course, that meant the Lakers. The Lakers were going to be one of the top four picks, and they cut to commercial, and I was like, so Jesus Christ. I had to entertain the thought of like, is Zion going to play in Hollywood with LeBron James? Like that, that would literally, I, that would just make me feel gross. Like I, I, I despise the Lakers. Nothing like I, I, it would just be such a terrible, terrible outcome. So yeah. we come back from commercial. And let's look at our finalists for the number one pick representing the Los Angeles Lakers. Their forward, Kyle Kuzma representing the Grizzlies, Elliot Sox Perry. I told you those socks were lucky and the Pelicans, David Griffin, and representing the Knicks, Patrick Ewing. I will be I will be honest with you, and I think you kind of got this. I hope you maybe got this sense from me the last couple of days, couple of hours, even the last couple of weeks. Like my approach to this whole Nick Zion thing has been like very one of like very being very practical, which is kind of like who I am hmm. by nature. So like mm-hmm. my friend Josh texted me right before, uh, probably around eight o'clock. And he's like, what, what are you feeling about tonight? Like, what's your prediction? And I was like, look, man, honestly, I mean, it's silly for me to predict anything. Like, how the hell, like, we're literally picking, like, fucking ping pong balls out of the bingo machine. Like, who, you know, there's nothing to predict. Like, I'm just right, obviously, right. like, hoping for the best. But the truth is, I feel like Nick fans just have to think of this as, like, we're going to get a good young player. You know what I mean? Like, we're going to get a really good young player. And... Mm-hmm. Um, and no matter what happens, we're going to get a good young player and he's going to help our team. And he's not going to make like, if it's Zion, if it's RJ Barrett, if it's Hunter, if it's John Morant, if it's fucking ball ball, whoever it is, it'll be a good young player. And, uh, the team's not going to be like instantaneously better. And like this person, whoever it is, is not going to be like, 
the savior. Like that's just, these are just like the myths and narratives we create in our head. So I already, I mm-hmm. had like this sort of like practical approach to the draft. And let me ask you, yes. did you actually believe that? Because I totally hear that and I'm like, yes. sure, that sounds great. But then I watch mm-hmm. a YouTube video of mm-hmm. Zion Williamson and I'm like, but can you, I mean, obviously we did a whole fucking episode about this guy. Like there's a reason why, you know, ESPN's yes. uh, pre-show spent literally the entire 30 minute uh, thing just talking about him. Like he was the only player available in the draft. So um, I will say, I believe, I like, you know how sometimes you have to like talk yourself into believing something honestly? Of course. So I basically yeah. like talked myself into believing that. Like, I, And because, it's, but it sincerely worked? Like you actually felt that like no, in your bones? Not, not completely, but like I got myself like... Look, Ben, like, I'm an actor. I have a very susceptible <laughs> imagination. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, yeah, sure. And the, and the thing about, like, a susceptible imagination is, like, I am so prone to fantasy where, like, I can buy into the fantasy that, like, we're going to draft Zion and, like, everything's going to change and everything's going to be better in an instant. I can believe mm. that. And I can also believe, like, look... We're also, you know, like we're going to get the sixth pick and it's going to be a good player and that player is going to like help us get better. And it's, you know, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like I could, mm-hmm. I can equally buy into both scenarios and the the scenario that felt like less risky was like, I'm expecting the fifth pick. And right. if I get right. anything better than the fifth pick, I'll be delighted. Yeah, of um, course. And that to me was like my approach. So yeah. when we come back from commercial and they're, you know, opening the names out of the envelopes and reading the name of the teams. Wait, so before you say that, let me ask you this. Yes. Did that approach of yours, was it was it changed by that commercial break? Like, were, were you, were the circumstances that were kind of forced upon you? I'll did those you. Did, So as okay. soon as we came out of commercial, I kept my approach. And yeah. I, <laughs> as, uh, I guess it's like the deputy commissioner. As the deputy commissioner is reading the name of each franchise, under my breath, I say the New York Knicks. So it's like he's opening the envelope oh. and he goes, with the number four overall pick, I say the New York Knicks. And he goes, the Los Angeles Lakers. I'm like, wow. Okay. You know? And then so like when he's, when he goes, the number three overall pick. The third pick goes to. I say the New York Knicks. And he also says. The New York Knicks. <laughs> this is kind of what I, this is like, I'm, I'm Okay. And I have to tell you, man, is that like an like an like an acting trick that you've you picked up <laughs> over the years? Like, seriously, I am actually honestly asking. No, it's like, not, you, it's, it's, it's not it feels acting, like you you, you have like trick. actual training to yeah. like cope with this situation. Almost honestly, it's less acting. I feel like more. It's more like a genetic familial thing. Like, I come from a. I would definitely say I come from like a family of like very practical, realist people, and uh-huh. so I'm like, I got to be honest with you, man. I think we are on opposite ends of the spectrum. Like, if you, if, if people listening to this remember our Chris Tapp's Porzingis uh, episode, <laughs> yeah. I came on, we came on, I was devastated. And you were like, no, man, I'm seeing the bright side of things here. This is actually, I think, going to be a really good thing. And I think yeah. that's actually what's happening here. Because yeah. as soon as I wrap my head around the third <laughs> overall pick, I'm like, so this means we're going to get, in, we're, we're going to draft RJ Barrett. Um, yeah, most likely, possibly, possibly John Morant, right? Possibly John Morant, but every, I mean, every, you know, every like draft Nick is saying it's going to be John Morant at number two. Yeah. And by the yeah. way, and if, if if that flip flops and we get John Morant, that's great. But I'm under right. the assumption that we're selecting uh, R.J. Barrett, 
And right. Ben, I got, I got to be honest with you, man. Like, you're gonna like this player a lot. You're gonna. All like right. Him. So yeah. Are we? Yeah. Uh, should we talk about him now? Should we talk? Like, sure. have we? I mean, I, I mean, listen, I I know not a ton about R.J. Barrett other than like the. Highlights. I know less than you. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I know I, the highlights on YouTube. And I know, like, looking a bit at his, like, you know, Draft Express profile, whatever, whatever. But here's, like, right. here are the nuts and bolts. I mean, the kid is long. He's a, he's, a, he's a shooting guard, small forward. He has a 6'10 wingspan. He's a lefty. Um, dude is... He's a lefty. I do like that a lot. Dude, I'm, I like I'm that t- a lot. I'm telling you, Ben, he's, he's yeah. going to be your kind of guy. He's yeah. a lefty. Yeah. He's a slasher, okay? Like, he puts... I mean, look, I know, obviously... It's hard to get excited about a, a guy coming out of this draft who dunks that's not Zion, but I'm telling yeah. you, this guy was on can the receipt. Oh, Ben, he can dunk. <laughs> he was on the receiving end of some Zion lobs. Like yeah. there, there are a couple of lobs where Zion threw it off the glass to RJ in transition and he hammers mm. it down. Dude mm-hmm. is filthy. So he's like a he's like a combo shooting guard small forward. He's got a long ass wingspan. He's got a six ten wingspan. Uh, he's mm-hmm. a big kid. He's got broad shoulders. Like you look at his frame, mm. you look at his frame, and his frame looks a little bit like Demar Derozan. Um, he's like mm-hmm. he's muscular. He's big. He's nice. Yeah, those those big sculpted arms. Dude, yeah. he's nineteen years old. I think this the, his rookie year at Duke. He put up something like was it twenty maybe like twenty two points. Uh, four or five assists, seven or eight rebounds, it, 22, seven, and four. I uh, shot mm. 40% from three. Um, honestly, like he's a lefty. He, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not saying he's going to be this, this guy, but he's got a herky-jerky feel to his game that's going to, I think, I think, draw some comparisons to your favorite player in the NBA, and that's James Harden. Well, hang on a second. <laughs> I'm just uh, I wouldn't saying, call him my my favorite. I'm just but, saying uh, you want him to win the MVP. He's your favorite player in the NBA. He's, yeah, he's got this like herky jerky back and forth. He he's got like a he's got like a big game mentality. Like he's not mm-hmm. afraid of like the big moment. He can handle the ball. Uh, he's explosive in transition. He I mean, he can throw it down. I'm telling you, like, yes, we didn't... Answer me this. Does he remind you a little bit of Wu-Tang member Inspected Deck? Wow. I I like that a lot. Yeah. I I don't know why. That just kind of, like, popped into my head, and I'm doing a little quick uh, Google image Uh side-by-side. I don't know. I'm seeing it a little bit. (laughs) I'm trying to get on board here, and this is... Honestly, this is helping. This is helping. Yeah. Yeah. I like that comparison a lot. Yeah. I like that comparison a lot. Yeah. He's kind of got that long face. The kind of like serious stare. Yes, Canadian. Um, He's a Canadian. Uh, He's a Canadian. Yeah, man. Mm. I'm I'm telling you, there's there's some interesting stuff about this guy. Just I know it's not Zion. I know we were all jonesing for Zion, but just just understand that like this guy could be really special too. And he was the consensus number one overall pick. Before this college right. season began, you know what I mean? Right, like, right, if right. If you told me a year ago that the Knicks were going to get the number one, uh, the Knicks were going to get the third overall pick, and they'd be selecting R.J. Barrett, I would be like, "Well, what happened? Yeah. Did he did he tear his MCL? Like, did did he have a devastating injury? Like, something must have happened for him to fall two slots in the draft." Right, and, right. I mean, 
I'm telling you, like, I, obviously it's not Zion, but I, I'm, I'm staying optimistic here. Like, I think this kid could be really good. And we think that he's going to be able to, like, I, I sort of, like, saw him as, like, kind of, uh, like, a, a little bit overlapping, redundant with, with Knox. He's different, though, from Knox. Like, he's, he's more, I mean, Knox doesn't really do anything on defense. Right. Um, yeah. It seems to me like RJ is a little bit more... I, I stout. I'm going to say, end. yeah, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going to say I know enough to, yeah. to make a, a determination on that. I imagine maybe they'll play RJ at the two and, and Knox at the three. Um, yeah. Three or four. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like these are pro these are like first world problems. Like at this point, the Knicks just need as much talent as they can get. And if they're overlapping positions, like maybe they, they play big or small at one position or the other. I'm not concerned about it. I mean, I will say too that if nothing else, this um, saves us from the possibility of drafting Zion and then trading him, which I mean, what uh, a bunch of bullshit that was. Shams was reporting was a possibility earlier today. Yeah, man. like that just made me so angry. Like yeah, I don't know. I mean, it fucking sucks. Uh, like this is like the biggest day in the history of the franchise. You know, like like the Knicks have not had an exciting moment in how long? And to hear so that that's report, the other thing. Yeah. Like, my actual physical, visceral reaction as those teams were being called, uh, team names were being called, uh, gave me a feeling that I haven't actually felt, like, watching a, a real basketball game in, uh, uh, like, since my childhood. Like, it was wild. Like, I was getting, like, you know, actually tangible chills and, like, like weird, like, heartbeats and shortness of breath things going on where I, I was just, like, holy shit, like... I don't know. It was very, it was a very powerful feeling yeah. that um, really I like wasn't totally even like necessarily expecting um, that. Yeah. I don't know if that, that's just kind of a, a, a one-off point. I don't know. It doesn't really, uh, but I'm wondering if, if you felt that too, like, I don't know, like the level at, of like, excitement watching the team just, get called. Yeah. Just as those, as those names, because like I said, because of the nature of the results and how all of the other high teams were being called out. And suddenly it was like, I don't know. My, my heartbeat was like totally like racing <laughs> at a certain point. Yeah, and man, I was I just mean, like freaking out. You think about it like the Knicks kind of defied the odds. You know what I mean? Like how is like, there were three teams with 14% odds of getting the number one overall pick the Suns, right. the Suns, the Cavs and the Knicks. And somehow, Somehow, we were the team that still We were the ones that up. stuck around. We were the one that stuck around. We managed to get a top three pick. Imagine yeah. being a fucking Suns or Cavs fan or a Bulls yeah. fan or a Hawks fan. Like, you're devastated. I mean, devastated. Yeah. One, of my, one of my good friends from work, who's uh, a native Clevelander yeah. and Cavs fan, was just like, oh, okay, so the Cavs are going to be bad for the next 10 years. I mean... Like, that's just yeah. kind of like... Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I, mean I, I, I really do think... Look, I know we didn't get Zion, but I, I, I think like the sneaky... Yeah, no, the future is definitely bright. And, the sneaky and, take here is we're getting a guy that's going to be really, really good. Yeah, And, yeah. and honestly, I, think you're I, right. I feel confident now that the guy's going to be on the team. Let's let's be real. Like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. If, if the Knicks drafted Zion, you know, the, the next month of conversation, the next month of agony was going to be like... So yeah, it wouldn't we, be fun. Are we trading this guy to New Orleans for Anthony Davis or yeah. what? Yeah, and that like, would be... I feel actually kind of confident now that we're going to have a guy that's going to be on the team. Like, I don't think I don't think the number three overall pick is going to get 
you know, I mean, I mean, coloring this whole thing, of course, is that the Pelicans wound up with Zion Williamson. Right. I was going to say, should we talk a little bit about where he's actually going? Yeah. Now we should transition from the Knicks to just the draft on the whole and kind of Memphis at number two and New Orleans at number one and the Lakers and, and, and you know, how this, how this shakes out for everyone else. But, yeah. man, it's wild that – I mean, what, what a wild turn of events that the New Orleans Pelicans are going to have, you know, the greatest – probably prep to pro prospect since LeBron James. And if not LeBron James, probably Anthony Davis, who just requested a trade from the New Orleans Pelicans two or three months ago. Um, right. And, and of course, in the lead up to the draft, everyone was talking about which team will get Zion and will they trade him to New Orleans? Oh, yeah. And then it was New Orleans that wound up with him. And it was a <laughs> foregone conclusion, right? I feel, I feel like that was kind of the foregone conclusion coming into the draft was will a team that is, you know, a big market team, whether it's the Knicks or the Lakers or the Chicago Bulls or the the Atlanta Hawks, if one of the or, or the or the Washington Wizards, if one of these marquee franchises acquire the number one pick, would they would they then flip it to New Orleans for Anthony Davis? Right. And now, God, New Orleans New Orleans hat is like holding a lot of cards, a lot of interesting cards here. I'm fascinated what you think. Do you do you I mean, it's impossible to get inside Anthony Davis's head, and it's impossible to know the sales pitch that David Griffin and the Pelicans are going to make to Anthony Davis. But, like, do you anticipate that we're watching the Pelicans next year and Anthony Davis and uh, Zion Williamson are teammates? I mean, who the fuck knows, man? Like, it's it seems a little bit more likely now than it did half an hour ago or an hour ago. Um I, it's, I, like, I guess, I don't know. Like, <laughs> everything has just been thrown FYI, haywire. We, we covered the Pelicans in our Zion draft. Yeah, I, oh yeah, for the record, I am, of all the teams that, uh, besides the Knicks, um, you know, I think, I forget exactly where, I, I think we we both were excited about the possibility of Atlanta, um, mm-hmm. pairing with Trey Young, but the Pelicans were like up towards the top. I, I know that say, Charlotte yeah. Charlotte was also up there. Yeah, the the Pelicans for, I want to say were like a third round choice or something like that. Yeah. Um, um, not that I haven't listened to the Zion draft twelve times in the last week. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> to cement all my favorite places where he could wind up. Yeah, um, but it's awesome. I mean, that fan base, yeah, like uh, assuming that they are able to keep him, yeah. they deserve him more than. Any as much as anyone else in the league so um, for the let's let's for let's the shit fantasy, they had to endure this let, past season. Let's fantasy role play a little bit. What would oh my favorite? <laughs> yeah, what would be our favorite combinations? If if Anthony Davis decides he doesn't want to play in New Orleans, what would be right. like our favorite combination of young players that could be traded to New Orleans? Be to play along Zion, like you know we've heard about Boston making a pitch, whether it's. Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown and some combination of their guys, maybe Gordon Hayward, or if it's the Lakers, the Lakers have to, you know everyone on the Lakers has seen right. So here's trade, a right like Ingram. Here's a wild idea. Yeah. yeah. So, so of course the Lakers had had like the, the big most famous package, um, but now that they have the number four pick, I feel like they're totally right there back in the mix. And uh, now I'm just kind of like again fantasy role playing. But what if somehow? If the Knicks don't select R.J. Barrett, right, and or maybe like trade that pick to the Lakers, trade back, okay, maybe pick up some kind of asset from them, okay, and the Lakers select R.J. Barrett, right. Zion's teammate, yep, who and they're like 
I only know this from like uh, a brief, the brief amount of um, uh, education I received from the little ESPN pre-show before the draft. But like, they're like super tight, those two, right? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, as teammates from Duke, on Duke, um, they like really formed a bond. So it seems like it'd be. I mean, uh, okay. that would be kind of awesome. So if, you're saying if like maybe RJ and Zion Lakers, are reunited in New Orleans. The Lakers send a young player to the Knicks. Whether let's say it's like Lonzo Ball or. Or Kuzma, oh. or, or whoever it is, for for the oh. rights to RJ. Barrett. I don't want not, no thanks on Kuzma. Okay. I will happily take Lonzo okay. Ball though Let's off the Lakers' like hands. Lonzo to the Knicks for mm. you know a pick swap or or whatever it is, whatever it is, right. it winds up with the Lakers acquiring the rights to RJ Barrett. Then the Lakers ship RJ Barrett and whatever you know young players they have down to New yeah. Orleans. And Kuzma, suddenly, Josh Hart, Brandon Ingram. Yeah, suddenly it's like Kuzma, Hart. Ingram and Zion, all and and RJ Barrett, all in the same. That team would be in New Orleans. That would be fun, super right? fun. Yeah, that would be super fucking fun. Yeah. What are the yeah, other? Wow. What are the other rumored teams to be in on Anthony Davis that we've heard about? I feel like it was the Knicks. <sighs> I mean, all the big marquee franchises. Yeah, like kind of everyone. The Clippers, the Knicks. Obviously, the Celtics, but the, the Celtics, Celtics don't really have much. Other I mean, than Jason Tatum. Yeah. Um, Tatum. What about Tatum and Brown? You know, like some combination of Tatum, Brown, Gordon Hayward. I wonder if that moves the needle at all for New Orleans. Um, yeah, maybe. It doesn't really excite me very much, to be honest. Okay. But and what about, anything, <laughs> what about the Knicks? I mean, could the Knicks offer... Um, yeah, okay. I mean, that's the thing. Like, the Knicks could still... I mean, I'm sure that they will. The they absolutely will still go the after... Lakers out of the picture and offer... RJ and some company, oh, yeah. you know, RJ and Knox, or RJ Knox and Mitchell, or RJ Knox. Don't don't you dare, don't you Listen, dare. Listen, you know Mitchell's going to be the first. Don't you dare say Mitchell's name. You know Mitchell's nope. going to be the first Stop it. thing that has to. Stop it right now. Yep. Nope. Yep. I mean, uh, God damn it. So Mitchell, I'd rather. Yeah, Mitchell's, right, off, Mitchell's no, no, no. off the table for you, right? Uh, uh, obviously. Okay. Of course. Jesus Christ. But you would, you would gr- basically, I know you, you would green light anything that doesn't include Mitchell, right for the Knicks. I would I would greenlight the entire team outside of Mitchell Robinson okay. for for AD. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. So what he's about, still really good. I mean, the, what about the two Dallas picks that we acquired at the trade deadline for Porzingis, mm-hmm. Knox, RJ, you know, Nilakina, Dennis Smith, whatever it is. Dennis Smith, sure. Um, See ya. Yeah, might be an interesting package. I mean, yeah. listen, the I Pelicans, mean, those picks are valuable. Those Dallas picks are are really valuable. Yeah. Um, you know, I don't think there's any guarantee that they're going to be that spectacular in the near future. Um, and now someone, uh, our, our buddy Lucas was telling me something about how, um, because of, uh, Dallas's pick landing at 10, which then went to Atlanta, um, uh, because it was like outside the top five, right. that means that, hang on one second, um, uh yeah, so Bobby Marks actually tweeted this, uh, which which Lucas uh, alerted me to that uh, New York will not only have the top three pick, but um, because the Mavericks are not in the top five, they will receive the twenty one uh, unprotected and twenty three top ten protected first round. Sick. Um, so so both those picks are twenty twenty one and twenty twenty three first rounders from Dallas yeah. to New York, right? <laughs> 2021 one completely unprotected oh baby who's so, running this team danny ainge god what what a yeah. team we have here at madison square garden right right yeah. i mean 
that's two seasons from now. Um, you know, you got to imagine Listen, Luca's going to Durant keep Durant's going to need some young talent around him, man. Like those picks yeah. are coming handy, you know. No doubt, no doubt. Um, um, yeah. All right. Well, let's talk about some of the other teams in you know the top tier of the draft here. I mean, I'm happy for Memphis. Let's talk about Memphis. Yeah, I'm Memphis. Psyched. Yeah, I'm psyched for yeah, Memphis. I, I mean, I am too. They were also on on drafted, I believe, in our uh, um, in yes. our Zion lottery. Yeah, or our Zion draft. Um, yeah, I think they're going to be in really good shape. I love uh, the idea of of Ja coming in there and kind of. Um, you know, succeeding Mike Connolly. So I have a big um, theory here, Ben. I have a big, yeah. big, big theory. Ooh, all right. Hit me. I think Mike Connolly is going to get traded this offseason, and I wouldn't be surprised if he got traded to the Los Angeles Lakers. To the Lakers? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Not like the Jazz? Not. No. I, I think that... Here's the wow. thing. I think the Lakers have a you know they have a quite a bit of uh, salary cap space available and True. i can imagine a scenario wherein they strike out on a couple of these free agents whether it's durant whether it's you know Kyrie or kemba walker um you know there there there's a scenario in my head where those guys decide they don't want to play for the lakers mm-hmm. and the lakers are kind of sitting there and they know they need to pair some sort of marquee talent with LeBron. And they look at Mike Conley as a guy, you know, who's a vet, who's on the same timeline as LeBron. I think he's probably 31, 32 years old. Mm-hmm. He's still an elite level player, an all-star level mm-hmm. player. And they say, you know what? This is a guy that can play with LeBron. He's still got fucking big balls. He's a gamer. And he really is. He is probably at this point on a shorter term contract than any of the free agents that they would have to commit five years to, right? Like mm-hmm. I, without lo- no, without knowing the contract and uh, without having the contract in front of me, I would guess that Mike Conley probably has two or three years left on his contract this year. And I bet the Lakers would could say to themselves, "Why don't we pair that guy with LeBron? He's on the same timeline. Their contracts will probably wrap up right around the same time." Mm-hmm. And he'll cost a little less than like a Kyrie. He'll cost a little less in terms of salary cap space than Kemba or whatever it is. Right. And, um, and, and then it would open up, you know, it, uh, for Memphis, it opens up their ability to play John Morant right away and they'll infuse some, you know, young talent. I don't know. Maybe they, they got to acquire something for, um, for Conley in return from LA. Maybe it's Kuzma, maybe it's Ingram. I don't know. Um, maybe it's future picks. But that was that's kind of a guy. Mike Conley is a guy that I've been waiting to see, like where he's going to go, because mm-hmm. he's a veteran player making a lot of. God damn! I hope he I hope he lands somewhere good, man. Yeah. He deserves he like deserves a, like a playoff run. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, he, deserves he really to be does, in the man. Playoffs, but you got to think about like what's a team that needs a veteran point guard on like a big contract? You know, like who's who's one veteran point guard away from the Western Conference Finals? Yeah, so so you're so you're not uh, pinning your hopes on on Rajon Rondo coming back uh, to uh, to to lead this team uh, <laughs> in uh, the nineteen twenty season. I no, I think you know where I think <laughs> no? no, I think Rondo's probably going to be throwing lobs to Zion in New Orleans. Oh, Rondo and Here's Zion. My pitch. Here's my pitch. Okay, we sit down, Anthony Davis. If you're David Griffin, and say, look. 
we just got Zion, and your best friend Rajon Rondo is coming back to town. <laughs> he's gonna tough. Wait, it up who's this best squad. friend? David Griffin's best friend? No, it's Anthony. He's like good friends with Anthony Davis. Rondo and Davis love each other. Oh, really? I did yeah. not realize that. Yeah. How, why? Where did that relationship spring from? So you know, you remember a year ago, Rondo played for the Pelicans, right? He was on that. Oh team. yeah, of yeah, course. Yeah, what, yeah, am I, yeah, what am I thinking? I totally Rondo, that like. Right? Yeah, I, I forgot that. So he uh, was entirely. like. He's played for so many fucking teams know, at this point. I know, My it's God, bizarre. <laughs> I know it's bizarre. It's bizarre to think that Rondo was on the Kings. Do you remember Rondo? Oh yeah, Kings? yeah. So, Kings Rondo, Bulls Rondo, Mavs so many Rondo. Rondos. Yeah, Mavs so, Rondo. Yeah, Jesus, Mavs Rondo was there. Was was a thing for a second. So wow. I yeah, man. I I don't know. I'm I'm very interested to see how like to see how New Orleans handles this whole thing. I mean, I think the whole NBA community is waiting now with bated breath to see. Yeah, How I mean, David every uh, approach is uh, trying. It sounds like everything they're saying. I mean, it sounds like what Woj said on the on the draft special tonight was like, they're going to try to keep him. They're going to try to basically like convince him that they can rebuild and reload and come yeah. back better than ever. And I mean, why wouldn't you? Like, you're not going to get as, as good a return on that guy yeah. in a trade. Like, you're just not. Like, no. um, when, in, when he's healthy and he's and he's motivated to play, like, he's a top three player in the league. Like, yes, I'm totally in. I'm totally, totally yeah. in. I mean, I love the idea. I'm definitely, like, uh, getting pretty excited about the idea of, of Ja and Triple J in Memphis. Um, and in a way, and uh, now that I'm, like, thinking about it, in a way, it makes um, having the, th- the third pick kind of, uh, I don't know if, it, I mean, obviously, like, it's always better to have a higher pick, but um, but assuming that Ja is considered the, you know, the, the higher, more valuable pick um, or whatever prospect, um, the Knicks wouldn't necessarily want to draft a point guard uh, of, uh, like, Ja if they're trying to sign someone like, Kyrie Irving or Kemba Walker, yep. um, and whereas there isn't really anyone on the free agent market, you know, uh, like none of the, the really uh, highly prized targets who um, would overlap or you know or uh, be redundant with um, with RJ Barrett. So in a way, kind of maybe. I don't know. Man, I it's think good this is a great they... situation. I'm gonna be I'm, yeah. like, I, 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 <laughs> I'm, I think... I'm trying really hard here to convince myself. No, honestly, that this I, is I good. Think your instinct was right about like uh, being the number two pick would be excruciating, but being the yeah. number three pick. Here's the thing, Ben. Like, there's some divided opinion about who should go to. Right. And there's no guarantee that that Jaws going to get picked to. No. And there's I mean, no Memphis doesn't. They need every everything that they can Zion, possibly. Zion is the consensus number one overall pick. I think there's right. still a bit of divided opinion about Jaw versus RJ. Maybe it's like yeah. seventy thirty. Maybe it's, yeah. maybe it's more like sixty forty. But my point is this: like, whoever we're getting the guy that's falling to us. You know what I mean? Right. And I think right. that's a great position to be in. Especially when you think about this, it, it, from everything we've heard, all indications are the Knicks are going to be handing this team this summer to a to a couple of free agent like marquee free agent acquisitions, right? And I just I, I like the idea that our rookie that we're selecting, his job is going to be to sort of like fit in around fit those in. guys. Yeah, your yeah, your, yeah, job, yeah. your job is not to like run the franchise your job is to basically you know if if rj barrett's job is to play clay thompson to kevin durant 
You know what I mean? Like, right. It's, it's, it's a great, it's a great, like learn. It's a great, like way to learn and grow into a role. Um, yeah. Especially in New York city. You know what I mean? Yeah. It does feel, I mean, I don't totally buy into like the, the like sort of inane point that, um, that like Jay Williams was making in the beginning of the, of the ESPN show about how like, and plenty of other like, uh, people have made it before him, but, uh, but how like, um, I found I, I found it kind of like one of the dumbest talking points about how like oh if Zion uh you know goes number one to New York it might dissuade some right. big name free agents Shut because up. they'd be like oh he's gonna take my spotlight like I don't really Shut buy that up. bullshit yeah. but at the same time like in terms of like actual team construction yeah uh, like who you know because Zion's gonna need t- like people are gonna he's gonna need touches he's gonna need to be a focal point no matter where he goes no. because yeah. of who he is and like. It might, yeah, it might just kind of be like really weird and awkward. I don't think in these terms too much, but like, I just think, look, if Kevin Durant signs with the Knicks or Kawhi, uh, uh, Kyrie Irving or Kawhi Leonard signs with the Knicks, that's we're also we're we're talking here under the assumption that these guys are coming. A ridiculous (laughs) assumption, but if that happens, it casts an incredibly big shadow. And frankly, like, it's not necessarily the worst thing to have a rookie on the team who's like, even though I'm the number three player. overall pick, like the attention's going to be going to Durant or the attention's right. going to be going to Kyrie. And I'll just be here developing. I'm like an exciting piece that's on the side, but like I'm not here as the savior. And I think, you know, the Knicks are so desperate for a savior. This might be yeah. actually the perfect situation for a guy to come in and sort of surprise people. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. like I said, I mean, RJ Barrett, a year ago was the presumptive number one overall pick. Right. And, um, and now we could potentially be getting that guy at number three. And, mm. uh, it's, I think it's really exciting. I think it's, I think yeah. it's a really exciting development. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I feel, I feel better than I, than I did when, when we started recording here. I mean, three is very high three, you know, that's where we got, uh, no, we got KP at four, right? We got KP at four. Where did yeah. Luka Doncic um, go this year? Number three. He was drafted at number three and traded to the Mavs, right? He was drafted number three yeah. and traded to the Mavs. And <laughs> Jesus, he was, that's and he, right. <laughs> and he was traded for Trey Young. And basically, the rookie of the year is either going to go to Trey Young or Luka, and neither of those guys was the number one overall pick. Now, granted, I'm not saying... You, know, you make a good point, Chris. DeAndre you make a really Aiton, good point. DeAndre Ayton and Zion Williamson, I get it. They're different class of player. I'm not, it's, it's apples and oranges. But my point is like... There is a strong track record of great players. What was Steph Curry, the number seven overall pick? There's a strong seven. There's a strong track record of guys, you know, being, you know, the not going number one overall and developing into all star great level talent. Paul George was was the tenth overall pick. Tenth, yeah, I was gonna say. I thought he was even later. You know what I mean? Yeah, craziness. Russell Westbrook was the fourth overall pick uh, in two thousand eight. Giannis, Giannis Antetokounmpo was pick number yeah, 15. Of course. Kawhi 15. Leonard was number 15. But my, my point is like time and time again, we see great players uh, develop who aren't the number one overall pick. So yeah, it definitely takes the pressure off. Like it would be a little bit much. It would be, you know, like it would be super fun and exciting, but it would be a, a bit, a bit much to have. Yeah, to have like number one plus potentially these two. I'm telling you, man, we you might know, be getting, We might be getting a great, great player right here. <laughs> we might be all getting right. a great player. Just saying. Yeah. I'm just saying. Um, all right, man. Goddamn. I think we should call it. Uh, I think we should call it quits here. 
Um, yeah, we've got some actual basketball to go. We and have watch an actual tonight, basketball game to watch. I want you to to watch the second half of this game, enjoy it. I want you to start watching these RJ Barrett highlights. I'm going to be sending you. I want you to look yeah. at his draft draft express profile. You're going to feel good about that. And uh, what a night, man! The NBA fucking lottery. What a yeah. night we did it. Incredible. Man. I'm really looking forward to like just some nice, uh, like peaceful, low stakes uh, <laughs> basketball entertainment, yeah. like the fucking Western Conference Finals. Uh, uh, after the the just, just torrent <laughs> of emotion <laughs> and 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 just wild right. uh, f- like uh, feelings and, uh, that I've that I've uh, that I've gone through that my body uh, and my mind have have been. Yeah, man. I hope uh, you're, I hope I hope the Western through. Conference Finals Game One is a nice come down for you. Off yeah, I want to. I just want to like sit in a Barca <laughs> lounger and just have like the Western Conference Finals like just wash over me like a cool, soft like you know like waves lapping on the beach. My goodness. BC, this is a lot of fun. NBA playoffs are continuing all week. I God will damn. be calling you at various points, potentially in the middle of the night, as as these games get crazier and crazier. We'll be recording podcasts. Thank you so much. Can't stop, won't stop. Um, you are you are my you are my co-host, my ace in the hole. Thank you as always. <laughs> and we will talk to you uh, later in the week. Right. All right. Go next. Go next. All right, that was the conversation with Ben on the NBA lottery. Hope you enjoyed it. My name's Chris Wendelkin. This is On The Line. Tweet at me at onthelinepod underscore pod. Check out previous episodes at onlinepodcast.com. Rate, review, subscribe to the show on Stitcher, iTunes, Spotify, wherever you get podcasts. We got more episodes coming this week on the Eastern and Western Conference Finals. Enjoy watching them, and I will talk to you guys in a little bit.